This is WJFF Jeffersonville and W233AH Monticello. Oscar Wilde's Fairy Tales, coming up on the Rainbow Minute. Come out, come out, listen on the air. Up there, down there, fairies everywhere. I remember that once when I slept with a girlfriend, I had a strong desire to kiss her, and that I did do so. Yours, Anne. You know, everyone's here frightfully gay. You know, nobody cares what people say. There's a lady in our neighborhood who runs up a fable. Welcome to This Way Out, the international LGBT radio magazine. I'm Greg Gordon. Uganda oppression escalates with a massive bar raid. It takes more than a rainbow minute to review Wilde's fairy tales. And Nurse Pimento uncovers even more not-so-hidden Hollywood queerness. Those stories and more this week because you've tuned into This Way Out. I'm Rob LaCrone. And I'm Marlena Bond. With News Wrap, a summary of some of the news in or affecting LGBTQ communities around the world for the week ending November 16th, 2019. The arrest of almost 130 people in a bar raid this week marked a new high in the ongoing oppression of LGBTQ people in Uganda. Armed police officers entered Kampala's Ram Bar early in the morning of November 11th and took people into custody for causing a public nuisance and for smoking an illegal substance called shisha. That's a common recreational vaporized mixture of tobacco often combined with other flavors and ingredients. The bar patrons were herded into the street, into the glare of TV cameras and newspaper photographers. They were then taken to a maximum security prison. The Ram Bar is a rare but well-known welcoming venue for LGBTQ people to party in the Ugandan capital and feel relatively safe on Sunday nights. Police authorities claim to have been unaware of the clientele. They say they were simply enforcing the East African Nation's Tobacco Control Act, which outlaws smoking with a shisha water pipe. LGBTQ activists say it's simply the latest anti-queer action by Ugandan authorities. Activist Raymond Karuhanga told Reuters that they just want to silence us as a community. Frank Mugisha of the advocacy group Sexual Minorities Uganda told the Voice of America he thinks it's totally aimed at intimidation of the LGBTQ community. In a press release from the queer rights group Outright Action International, activist Kasha Jacqueline charged Ugandan authorities with inventing new ways to harass the community. Jacqueline said, Using trumped-up drug charges is a new and frightening tactic, one which is really hard to tackle and will make our battle even tougher. 67 of the Rambar arrestees were formally charged later in the week. Activist attorney Patricia Chimera says that they face up to a year in prison. The remaining detainees were determined to not have been illegally smoking shisa and were released. The Rambar raid comes less than a month after Kampala police raided a gay man's HIV-AIDS education group that had gathered at a hotel. Sixteen men were charged with carnal knowledge against the order of nature and forced to undergo painful anal exams. That's a medically discredited method to supposedly confirm gay sexual activity. 
Global human rights groups call it torture. The punishment in Uganda for private, consensual adult gay sex can be up to life in prison. The latest assault on the human rights of LGBTQ Ugandans comes after months of on-again, off-again reports that the country's infamous "Kill the Gays" bill was going to be reintroduced in Parliament. The original 2014 version of the bill carried the death sentence for aggravated homosexuality. It was only struck down on a legal technicality. Activists believe its rumored return is in part responsible for at least four brutal murders of people who were perceived to be LGBTQ. It was a much different story this week in the Eastern European nation of Georgia. Riot police clashed with hundreds of far-right nationalists and cross-carrying conservative churchgoers outside a Tbilisi movie theater at the premiere of a gay-themed film. And then we danced is a Georgian-Swedish co-production filmed guerrilla style. Entirely in the former Soviet Republic, it's described as a coming-of-age gay romance between two young male Georgian ballet dancers. Leaders of the Orthodox Church and right-wing groups condemned the film well ahead of its premiere as sinful and gay propaganda. And then we danced received much acclaim at Cannes in May and has won awards at several film festivals around the world, including Chicago, Sarajevo, and Odessa. Sweden has already named it as its official entry for next year's Oscars. Tickets to the limited run in Tbilisi and other Georgian cities sold out quickly. Several anti-queer protesters tried to force their way into the theater in Tbilisi on November 8th. Others set fire to a rainbow flag and threw firecrackers and smoke bombs around the entrance. Two police officers were hurt in several skirmishes with the protesters. A young journalist was also injured. Police reportedly arrested up to 25 protesters for hooliganism and disobeying police orders. Even though gay sex is not illegal in Georgia, societal taboos keep many LGBTQ people in the closet. Levin Akin is the 39-year-old writer and director of "And Then We Danced." Born in Sweden to Georgian parents, Akin posted on Facebook that. It is absurd that people who bought tickets need to be brave and risk getting harassed or even assaulted just for going to see a film. The organizers of Hong Kong's annual LGBTQ Pride Parade were denied the right to march at the last minute. This, as often violent street protests over government suppression, there continue. Organizer Yo Yiwei told the South China Morning Post that the police have been clamping down on freedom. Sexual minorities are no exception. Yao said that this was the first time since the first Hong Kong Pride Parade was held in 2008 that police have banned the event. A crowd of 12,000 people saw Hong Kong politicians and foreign delegations march with drag performers and other costumed celebrants at last year's colorful parade. Organizers this year were only told on November 14th that their November 16th event would be limited to a rally at Edinburgh Place in the city center, where the parade was supposed to end, kicking off at Victoria Park. A police ban on street protesters wearing masks will also impede Pride. It's not uncommon for closeted participants to wear masks to conceal their identities, so they won't be able to participate, even if it's just a static rally. Hong Kong's only openly gay lawmaker is Raymond Chan Chi Chan. He says that banning the always peaceful and inclusive Pride Parade has nothing to do with the current political unrest. Chan asked, "Does this mean the city will no longer have any marches now?" Five men were caned for consensual adult gay sex in Malaysia, 
an Islamic court near Kuala Lumpur sentenced four of them to six strokes of the cane and seven to another for attempting intercourse against the order of nature. The four men will also spend six months in jail and pay a fine equivalent to about $1,200 U.S. dollars. The fifth man will pay almost $2,000 and go to jail for seven months. According to local news outlets, sentencing for five other men arrested in the same November 2018 apartment raid near the capital will be on November 19th. It's double jeopardy for consensual adult same-gender sex in Muslim-majority Malaysia. Muslims can be punished by both Islamic and secular courts for illicit sexual acts. Canings are a regular form of punishment under Islamic law. Two women were arrested last year and also found guilty of attempted sex. Each suffered six strokes of the cane in a public courtroom. A queer popular nightclub in Kuala Lumpur was also raided last year, with detainees forced to undergo what was cryptically described as counseling. An Amnesty International media statement said that people should not live in fear because of who they are and who they love. Finally, where would you not expect to see a big drag queen wearing a huge blonde wig and a red vinyl mini dress? At the first day of open U.S. House hearings on the impeachment of Donald Trump, the U.S. president is being investigated for a number of offenses. Chief among them in this round is his allegedly withholding congressionally mandated military aid from Ukraine. Trump is accused of pressuring Ukraine's new president to announce an investigation into widely debunked corruption allegations against Trump political rival Joe Biden and his son. P.C. Miles was sent to cover the impeachment proceedings for a startup news app called HAPS. According to the Asbury Park, New Jersey performer's bio, Ms. Miles is an award-winning drag performer and comedy producer who makes regular appearances at New York City gay bars. She has also been featured on RuPaul's What's the Tea podcast. Miles' husband and business partner, David Elon, told NBC News that Haps was looking for a comedian who could improv on the spot and deliver the news in a fun way. NBC News correspondent Heidi Prisbilla tweeted, Someone did ask me last night if there's anything in D.C. that surprises me anymore. C-SPAN televised Miles going through Capitol Hill security as a guard waved a metal detector wand around her sizable bouffant. It cannot be denied that she stood out among the mostly dark gray and blue-suited congressional male staff. Miles told the New York Post that, I did not think I would be the most interesting thing here today. That's News Wrap, global queer news with attitude, for the week ending November 16th, 2019. Follow the news in your area and around the world. An informed community is a strong community. News Wrap is written by Greg Gordon, edited by Lucia Chappelle, produced by Brian DeShazer and Marlena Bond, recorded at the studios of KPFK Los Angeles, and brought to you by you. Help keep us in ears around the world at thiswayout.org, where you can also read the text of this newscast and much more. And you can listen to News Wrap each week by subscribing to our This Way Out radio YouTube channel. For This Way Out, I'm Marlena Bond. And I'm Rob LaCrone. This just in, organizers say about 6,500 would-be pride marchers gathered for a rally in Hong Kong on November 16th after the cancellation of their annual parade. Six months of anti-government protests led police to ban the march two days before it was scheduled to step off.
The ongoing unrest and the outlawing of masks cut the usual number of Pride participants in half. LGBT activists are taking part in the pro-democracy demonstrations, while the police response is becoming more and more violent. The world is watching. A birthday party is nothing but faggots and old actors and uh, open house. Everything goes on in that yeah. house. And they have shows in every room is different. Two women going together, a man and a man going together. And if you're interested, they do the same thing to you. Some wild tales from the early 20th century, but first, some tales from the wild. Oscar Wilde's fairy tales, coming up now on the Rainbow Minute. Irish poet and dramatist Oscar Wilde is best known for his whimsical plays, Lady Windermere's Fan, and The Importance of Being Earnest, as well as his novel The Picture of Dorian Gray. Born in Dublin in 1854, Oscar Wilde was the son of a physician who treated the Irish poor in exchange for their village folk stories. Oscar sometimes accompanied his father, soaking up this literature of the country folk. Oscar's mother wrote anti-English poetry during the Great Irish Potato Famine, proving herself a champion of justice for the weak and depressed. With these profound influences, Oscar published a book of fairy tales in 1888 titled The Happy Prince and Other Tales, originally written for his two sons, Cyril and Vivian. Wilde thought it was the duty of every father to write fairy tales for his children. The Happy Prince and Other Tales was the story of a metal statue who became friends with a migratory bird and was first told in 1885 to a group of Cambridge undergraduates. Wilde believed his fairy tales appealed to grown-ups as well, especially when read aloud. He said, they are meant partly for children and partly for those who have kept the childlike faculties of wonder and joy. In 1972, an animated version of Wilde's story, The Selfish Giant, was nominated for an Academy Award and shown as a 16mm film in grade school classrooms. The children were positively mesmerized. The Rainbow Minute is produced by Judd Proctor and Brian Burns and recorded in the studios at WRIR in Richmond, Virginia and read by volunteers like me, Mike Heinerman. Hi, this is Greg Luganis, and you're listening to This Way Out. And now it's time for another special feature. Following in the footsteps of the legendary U.S. DJ Dr. Demento, the late LGBT radio producer and activist David Fradkin took on the persona of Nurse Pimento to seek out the queer, not always so vagaries, of popular culture. We pulled his classic Stranger Than Straight feature out of the vault last week, and like all such golden oldies, it has a sequel. Stranger Than Stranger Than Straight. Come on, come on, wherever you are. Hi there, Nurse Pimento at the duty desk once again, prescribing all kinds of forbidden fruit for your enjoyment. Look at you, look at me, wish that we could always be so young and gay, that's us today. If you think the innuendos aren't clear, you are sadly mistaken. Many people are under the impression that the words we're familiar with today in the gay lingo are relatively new. 
Well, if they mean relative to the history of the world, they're right. But in regard to the 1930s and 40s, you'd better start taking the inferences at face value, because even then a fairy meant more than just a sprite. Did you ever wonder if Danny Kaye was a fairy? Especially after seeing him follow Bing Crosby around like a sick puppy in White Christmas. It should be on TV for the holidays, so look for it. Until then, be content with this little number. I have no date for it, but it's a heck of a lot older than White Christmas, which was made in 1954. The young woman who wrote the famous diary documenting her years in hiding from the Nazis wasn't all the millions of readers made her out to be. She was more. Wednesday, 5 January 1944. Dear Kitty, after I came here when I was just 14, I began to think about myself sooner than most girls and to know that I am a person. Sometimes, when I lie in bed at night, I have a terrible desire to feel my breasts and to listen to the quiet, rhythmic beat of my heart. I already had these kinds of feelings subconsciously before I came here because I remember that once when I slept with a girlfriend, I had a strong desire to kiss her and that I did do so. I could not help being terribly inquisitive over her body for she'd always kept it hidden from me. I asked her whether, as a proof of our friendship, we should feel one another's breasts, but she refused. I go into ecstasies every time I see the naked figure of a woman, such as Venus, for example. It strikes me as so wonderful and exquisite that I have difficulty in stopping the tears rolling down my cheeks. If only I had a girlfriend. Yours, Anne. Today, straight people consider overt sexuality threatening. But in Noel Coward's time, it was considered chic. Well, I don't know what's Extraordinary experience. I understand. Not everybody has that sort of experience. It's something to do with the sun and all that. I wouldn't understand myself, really. You know, quite for no reason, I'm here for the season and high as a kite, living in error with Maud at Cap Ferro, which couldn't be right. You know, everyone's here. 
frightfully gay. You know, nobody cares what people say. Now, though the Riviera is really much queerer than Rome at its height, on Wednesday night, I went to a marvellous party with Nunu and Nada and Nell. You know, it, it, it was in the fresh air, and we went as we were. And we stayed as we were, which was hell. Poor Grace started singing at midnight, and she didn't stop singing till four. You know, we knew the excitement was bound to begin when Laura got blind on Dubonny and Gin and scratched her veneer with a Cartier pin. I couldn't have liked it more, honestly. I mean, it was a marvellous party. We played the most wonderful game. Maureen disappeared and came back in a beard, and we all... Had to guess at her name, imagine. <laughs> old Cecil, good old Cecil arrived wearing armor, some shells, and a black feather ball. Poor Millicent wore a surrealist comb made of bits of mosaic from St. Peter's in Rome. But the weight was so great that she had to go home. I couldn't have liked it more, honestly. It's the most fabulous idea. I've never seen it to carry on. I mean, it couldn't happen anywhere else but on the Riviera. It was most peculiar. You know, people's behavior away from Belgravia would make you aghast. So much variety watching society scampering past. You know, if, if you have any mind at all, Gibbon's divine decline and fall sounds pretty flimsy. No more than a whimsy. By way of contrast, on Wednesday last, I went to a marvellous party. I must say, I must say the fun was intense. We all had to do what the people we knew might be doing a hundred years hence. Can you beat it? We talked about growing old gracefully, and Elsie, who's 74, said, A, it's a question of being sincere, and B, if you're supple, you've nothing to fear. Then she swung upside down from a glass chandelier. I couldn't have liked it more. I'd been to a marvellous party. We didn't sit down to dinner till ten. You know, and young Bobby Carr did a stunt at the bar with a lot of extraordinary men. Poor Frida arrived with a turtle, which shattered us all to the core. The Duchess passed out at a quarter to three, and suddenly Cyril cried, fiddle dee and he ripped off his trousers and jumped in the sea. I couldn't have liked it more. I'd been to a marvellous party. Elise made an entrance with May. You'd never have guessed from her fisherman's vest that her bust had been whittled away. Poor Lulu got fried on Chianti and talked about esprit de corps. Louise made a couple of passes at Gus, and Freddy, who hates any kind of a fuss, did half the big apple and twisted his truss. Ha <laughs> ha! I couldn't have liked it more. That isn't exactly the kind of music you could dance to. Oh, I love dancing. I really do. He didn't mean that. Well, I didn't think that he did. Two grown men dancing. Heavens. Wait, we're not partied out yet. The great jazz singer, Bessie Smith, used to go to parties at a very strange apartment. What did Bessie do up there? Bessie had a party up there at this woman's house. Bessie's niece, Ruby, talking with Chris Albertson. It was right near the jailhouse there in, um, in Detroit. Because when we come out side entrance, the, the, the prisoners would be hauling down, hey girl, and we'd be hauling up at them and everything. I'll never get that place in Detroit. And Bessie, that's where the faggots used to dress like women there, and it wasn't against the law, you know. That was an open, real open house for everybody there in that town. And that's where I told you they had that party that time, and I went to it. Bessie and all of us went to the party, and they. And all of us got so drunk there at that house that some house uh, was a friend of Bessie. Some woman had a house there, a buffet flat. There's a lady in our neighborhood who runs a buffet flat. And when she gives a party, she knows Give a damn. 
was a buffet flat? A buffet flat is nothing but faggots and 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 uh, uh, bulldaggers and uh, uh, open house. Everything goes on in that yeah. house. But I mean, it, it, it was strictly with a, a gay place. A uh, very gay. Yeah. Uh huh. And it was strictly for faggots and everything. Everything, everything that was in the life. Everybody why, that's in the yeah. life. Why was it called a buffet flat? A buffet means everything. Yeah. Everything goes on. Mm-hmm. They had a faggot there. It was so great that people used to come there just to watch him make love to another man. Mm-hmm. That's right, and he was real great. Mm-hmm. He'd give him a tongue bath and everything. Mm-hmm. And by the time he got to the front of that guy, he was shaking like a leaf, baby. And people used to pay good just to go in there and see him do his act. Now, we went into this room where this cat was giving this bit of this uh, uh, a bath. Well, I tell you, too, I was only young then. I was uh, much younger than I am now, you know. And I sat and watched that cat, and everybody in the room was excited. Honey, I've never seen anything like that in my life. He started from the cat's toes, and he went up from the back to the front. And by the time he got to the front of that cat, boy, I'm telling you, he was jeeping. And I felt like he'd been with him. <laughs> And everybody in the room felt the same. That cat was great. I'm telling you, he was fine. A real artist. Oh, he was. There ain't no job about that. He really was. In fact, in them days, they only had them working in there that could draw money, <clears throat> you see. They had to pay as they come in. You know the buffet flatters. They pay as they come in. You have to pay to go in. And they have shows, and every room is different. Two women going together, a man and a man going together. And uh, anything that you want to see is in that place. And if you're interested, they'll do the same thing to you. I want to say, I want to get in with that cat. But he said it wasn't fish day, you know. Oh. So, <laughs> so I was out. <laughs> As a lady in our neighborhood Who runs up a Feeling better now? I'm so glad. Oh my, I've forgotten all about the time. My shift is over now, but I'm sure you're in good enough shape to take care of yourself. Remember, drink plenty of liquids and don't forget to take your vitamins. Oh, and we should thank the people who were the active ingredients in our miracle cure. Margaret Fowler and Joan Sprague for their technical assistance. And the inert ingredients should get equal time, so I'd like to thank David Fradkin for just being me. This is Nurse Pimento. I'm just a kid again, do what I did again, singing my song. When the red, red robin comes bob, bob, bobbing along. Thanks for discovering This Way Out, brought to you by the nonprofit Overnight Productions. Some program material this week came from Rob LaCrone and Marlena Bond, produced by Marlena Bond and Brian DeShazer, from Mike Heinerman, produced by Judd Proctor and Brian Burns, and from David Fradkin. Edie Gourmet, Danny Kaye, Noel Coward, and Bessie Smith performed some of the music you heard, and Kim Wilson composed and performed our theme music. This layout thanks to Kicking Assets Fund of the Tides Foundation, the Yavana Foundation, the estate of Christopher David Trentham, John Beaupre, Richard Merck, and Brad Payton of Silicon Valley, and all of the listener donors who make this program possible, including you, we hope. Look for This Way Out Radio on social media, email TWORadio at AOL.com, or write to us at P.O. Box 1065, Los Angeles, California, 90078, USA. 
For associate producer Lucia Chappelle and the entire This Way Out crew, I'm Greg Gordon. Thanks for listening online at thiswayout.org and on WLSLLP St. Leo, Dade City, Florida, KRZA, Alamosa, Colorado, 2SER, Broadway, New South Wales, and a wide array of community radio stations and other outlets around the world, including this one. Stay tuned. This is WJFF Jeffersonville and W233AH Monticello. You were just listening to This Way Out. Support for that was brought to you by our listeners. The time now is 3.58. The temperature in the WJFF listening area is 38 degrees with overcast skies. This afternoon, we're looking at a 20% chance of showers with a high of 49, and tonight mostly clear skies with a low of 26. Tomorrow, Saturday during the day, sunny skies with a high of 42, and Saturday night, an 80% chance of a wintry mix with a low of 31. On Sunday during the day, that 80% chance of wintry mix continues and turns into a 60% chance of rain likely later on on Sunday with a high of 41, and Sunday night, a 30% chance of snow with partly cloudy skies later on on Sunday night with a low of 29. On Monday during the day, we have partly sunny skies with a high of 44, and Monday night, partly cloudy skies with a low of 31. And finally, on Tuesday during the day, partly sunny skies with a high of 49. Up next, we have All Things Considered, and after that, we have Fresh Air with Terry Gross. But first, All Things Considered. Support comes from Liza Phillips Design, sustainably sourced natural fiber rugs for floors and stairs. Designed in Narrowsburg, handmade in Nepal. By appointment and on the web at lizaphillipsdesign.com. Support comes from listeners and from Nature's Grace Health Foods and Deli on Main Street in Honesdale, Pennsylvania, strengthening lives through natural foods. Nature's Grace.